Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog daily as Noni, which is short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. A Slob Comes Clean is the completely honest and never-ending story of my personal deslobification process. Um, As I find ways to keep my own house under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing methods that actually work in real life for a real-life slob. Um, And it all comes from the perspective of someone who struggles with all that stuff and doesn't like cleaning and organizing. Um, Okay, so this is podcast number eight. I'm so excited to be at podcast number eight. This is kind of a... I've been going for a while now. That's like, what, eight weeks? So um, I'm excited to be doing this one. I'm going to change things up a little bit, though, because I sort of kind of ended my slob story that I shared, um, just kind of my slob history in the first seven podcasts. Um, and like I said, though, my deslobification process is never ending. It's it's just part of who I am, that this will always be a struggle for me. And um, unfortunately, different from what I thought before I started all this, um, this will be a struggle my entire life. And it's really a matter of keep it on going. Even when I get tunnel vision and I start working on some other project and my house goes back to being a complete disaster, um, it's all about getting it back under control over and over and over again. And the truth is... Um, it's easier every time that I get it back under control because I've gotten rid of a lot of clutter. And so there's just not as much stuff to get back under control. Um, so it really is just an ongoing process that I will continue to share in future podcasts. But that does make today a little bit different. Um, the main thing I'm going to talk about today is how to clean a messy house. I am really big, as you know, already on, um, daily habits being the key. I really lived under the delusion for such a long time back when my house was always a disaster that I had to get my house perfectly clean and then maintain it. And that is just a lie. That's just not how it goes. Um, because the reality is, um, it's all about the maintaining. It's all about the consistency. So my big advice to people is when you want to make a change, don't start big, start small, you know, just start doing the dishes. That's the main premise behind 28 Days to Hope for Your Home is developing four very, very basic habits that will help you, um, you know, gain traction in your home and really start to see an actual lasting difference. Um, But the truth is that sometimes you need to just get your messy house clean as fast as you can because you have something big coming up. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. I wrote a post after I'd been uh, blogging for about a year, it's called How to Clean a Messy, ha- a Very Messy House and Get It Ready for Guests. Um, and as we get closer to the holidays, which seriously are coming up because it's mid-October now, hard to believe. But um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, this is the time of hosting. And I have been through Thanksgivings and Christmases before where I thought, I can't believe I just let that entire season go by. And I didn't have anyone in my home because it's just natural to want to have people over and um, just to entertain and and be hospitable during this time of year. So I'm going to talk about just basic steps of getting your house, your messy house cleaned up so that you can have guests over. And just a lot of that is based upon, you know, what I used, the way I used to live. And now um, it's more about maintaining added into that so that um, it doesn't take me near as long to do it anymore. Um, but before I talk about that, I did want to just kind of go over something that's been going through my head this week. Um, last week I shared about, 
you know, sharing my big secret, which ultimately is the subject of my blog with people in my life. And, um, you know, it's just kind of this big irony that this thing I kept as a secret for so long, which really wasn't the people I lived with, obviously, because they knew uh, what my house looked like. But um, this thing that I didn't want people to know that I was a slob, I didn't want anyone to know that I, um, you know, what my house looked like. I didn't want anybody to just show up accidentally because it was just embarrassing to me. Um, but you know, now the irony is that this is my job and you know, the blog that I thought was my practice blog is my real blog. And so, um, when people ask me what I do and I have to say, well, I'm a writer, you know, and then I, um, over if they keep questioning that eventually I have to tell them what the name of my blog is. And when I do that, I'm telling them my deep, dark secret. And so I shared last week, you know, that it really has been in so many ways, a growing experience and a very rewarding experience to be the same person everywhere, just to be authentic with people. And I do believe that most people appreciate authenticity. And I think that there's a lot of good that comes from, you know, letting down, taking off those walls, you know, taking down the walls, um, of pretending with the people in your life that everything's fine, you know, but just being authentic with people. But this week, as I think about, you know, my encouragement for people to be authentic, that's one of the things I say is, you know, um, share your weakness with others so that, because everybody has some sort of weakness. However, (laughs) it makes me nervous because I don't want people to, hear me say that. And, you know, I, I know that it, the beautiful thing about a slob comes com and, you know, Facebook, the, a slob comes clean page on Facebook. It's just, it is a community. And I love that part of it. I love just the, the camaraderie that we have and the, um, support that I feel and that other people say that they feel just in knowing that, oh my goodness, you know, we are not alone. I really truly thought this was me. And I just hit 13,000 Facebook fans this week. So, uh, it's it's kind of a big deal, you know, to realize that there are uh, so many other people out there who struggle like this. But what can happen is you start to feel like, oh, okay, it's normal to struggle. Well, it is normal. I think it's almost more normal than not to struggle with keeping your house the way that you want it, whatever that, you know, level is. Um, but at the same time, you have to be careful with who you share with. And really a defining thing for me has been, um, you know, the people that I've told about my blog, um, and what it's about, uh, it, it has defined some friendships for me. Generally, it's the people who actually read my blog that, um, I, you know, that it helps our friendship for them to know this part of me. It's the people who really do want to know the reasons behind something. So I kind of take that into conversations with other people because this does come up. Unfortunately, it comes up for me a whole lot more than most people that I'm a slob, you know, just because of what it is that I do. Um, and I've learned, you know, if, if I, if they find out what the name of my blog is and they immediately start to tell me, how they're not a slob and all the things that they've done to get their house under control. And, you know, um, then I can pretty much just know to smile and nod and not talk about it anymore because it's the people who actually want to know, okay, you know, what is it that you struggle with? And they want to know my perspective. Those are the ones who, um, are very understanding. So you can kind of take that, 
I guess my point is I don't want you running out and telling everybody, guess what? I'm a sob because, you know, Dana and Noni said that we should be open and honest. Well, it's not always great, but I do think it's important to share with people that you struggle, you know, not necessarily say, oh, well, I'm a slob. Guess what? There's others, pe- other people who are slobs too, but to say, I struggle with this and, um, you know, and you can usually tell pretty quickly if somebody is someone who's going to support you or someone who's just going to, you know, tell you how you're bad because I, I did, I had one experience way before the blog, um, at a mom's group where, uh, you know, I was a table leader and we were talking about something with, you know, house cleaning or whatever. And I was trying to be open and honest, you know, and try to be the one to put myself out there. And I said something about the dishes and, um, I was basically attacked by this mom who, um, could not believe, I mean, she pretty much called me a horrible mom right there in front of the table and everybody was really uncomfortable. You know, she's like, my two-year-old knows to put his dishes in the dishwasher and you don't do that. I mean, it was, it was so uncomfortable that I made it through the meeting and then left so I could get to my car before I started crying. And I had somebody, you know, I mean, somebody else from the table came to me and to check on me because they could tell they're like, I can't believe she talked to you like that. I mean, she would not let it go. I mean, this was a really horrible experience. And, um, and the, the, the lady did come to me and apologize later. And I honestly, I don't even remember her name. This was when my kids were very little, like two and three, maybe. Um, I don't remember her name. i only vaguely remember what she looked like. I don't know that she ever came back. Maybe she was embarrassed that she acted like that, but, but it was a really horrible experience and it it made me so much less willing to ever be honest and open. And I think it, you know, made it so much more shameful and added to that shame that I felt over this, you know, problem that I had. But the truth was, you know, I never thought to take my dishes to the dishwasher. And so I wasn't teaching that to my kids, even though in general, I'm a very purposeful parent and I'm very big on intentional parenting, but that was a failure for me. And I was passing that along to my kids. And so, you know, she was calling me a bad mother, which being a mother is everything to me. And that was the worst insult that someone could give me. So I guess my point is you have to be cautious. I mean, you know, this is a safe place. I hope this podcast and, you know, my blog and all those kinds kinds of things are safe places for you to go and to get the support that you need. Um, and I do encourage you to be authentic, but be authentic about the struggle, not necessarily about the things you do and don't do, but just to be authentic and say, this is a struggle for me because everyone has struggles. If they say they don't, they're lying. Everybody has struggles. I'm constantly amazed at the struggles that people feel like they can share with me now because I share my struggle. And I think, wow, their struggle is so much more significant, you know, than my little, I can't keep my house clean the way I wish I could, you know. Um, But everybody has struggles and just to be open and honest and, um, but in a cautious way, because like I said, I kind of have these nightmares after last week, I just envision people going, okay, I'm going to tell everybody in my life that I'm a slob. Please don't, you know, please be careful because I don't want you to experience what happened, um, with that, you know, with that woman with me. I mean, that was a really horrible, horrible experience, but at the same time, you know, I'm, maybe I'm more sensitive to because of my blog and because I know that there are so many people who struggle with this, but 
you know, I hear people say things because somehow with moms, it comes up all the time, cleaning rooms, getting the dishes done. I mean, that is just a normal conversation that moms have with one another. And I hear people say things and I think, you know, I'll bet that I said some things before, you know, I started this blog. I mean, you know, that something that I did have under control, I'll bet you I said something to someone that made them think, wow, she's got it completely together, you know, which is not true at all and wasn't my intention. But I think that that's, that's normal, you know, as people will, people will kind of make sure that they, they say the thing that they do have under control and you can really get a wrong impression. So I think I'm rambling now, but I guess my point is be cautiously open. I do encourage you to be open with the people who love you, but be cautious about it. Um, okay. So now I'm at 12 minutes and I'm going to talk about how to clean a messy house, um, and get it ready for guests because it's almost Halloween, which means it's almost Thanksgiving. Um, which means that it's almost Christmas and this is like party time of year. So like I said, I will link in podcast number eight to a post called how to clean a messy house and get it ready for guests. And it has a printable checklist that is included in that post. So, um, I know a lot of people love checklists and that will kind of keep you focused. The whole point of this post that I wrote was how I keep myself focused because, um, when my house was always a disaster. And so anytime I was going to have people over was a major, huge production. Um, focus was my problem. I would get completely overwhelmed. And when you get overwhelmed, you do crazy things, really crazy things. So this was my way to keep myself on track and stay focused. So I actually made progress. Um, and, uh, just to help you understand, um, my perspective on this, uh, let's see. My mom had breast cancer. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was when my I was pregnant, I think, with my daughter, who's now seven. Um, and it kind of, you know, wore her out. I mean, she's fine now. We're very thankful for that. Um, but it completely, you know, it changed everything in our family. I mean, we just, we all had to, you know, get in there and help and do whatever. Um, and this was in the fall. And she, you know, she couldn't host Thanksgiving at her house. So we, we said, okay, well, um, we'll start switching, you know, between my house and my sister-in-law's house and my mom's house. And we'll, you know, we'll switch off every year and take that burden off of her. So it was my time to, this is way before the blog. Okay. Um, but it was my time to host Thanksgiving. I knew it was coming. Um, Thanksgiving is in November, the end of November. And that fall, I believe my oldest was in first grade and I, um, said no to everything. Like I would not volunteer for anything in the fall. I would, you know, I stepped back from things at church that I'd always done. And my reason was I have to get my house clean for Thanksgiving. That is what a big deal it was for me to think of having people over all day, one day, we're not even talking about people. I mean, they all live an hour away. So it's, they were going to come down here and then, um, you know, go back home before the day was over. They weren't even going to spend the night, but that is what a wreck my house was that I felt like I had to block off months to get it ready for Thanksgiving. 
Because if you have a bunch of kids running around and adults who all need different places to hang out for Thanksgiving, well, the truth is, you know, they're going to be going into rooms that I might otherwise keep completely locked, you know, but this was kids rooms and, and my house was just completely a wreck and it was a huge, you know, overwhelming thing to me to think of having that. Um, so, uh, this is basically, you know, what I did to get my house under control, but it's also, um, it's just a basic way to keep yourself on track that can be expanded, um, or contracted. You know, now I can follow this same method and have my house ready in a day where before it took me months and months and months. Okay. Make sense. Um, okay. So how to clean your messy house and get it ready for guests. First of all, you have to be realistic about your time. Um, how much time do you have? like until the doorbell actually rings. Like how messy is your house? Are we talking about, you know, just doing a general pickup? Or are we talking about you need some major decluttering <clears throat> and some major room overhauls and multiple different rooms? You know, where are you in this process already? You know, how, how much is going to have to be done? What kind of visit is this? Is this, they're going to show up for a meal, all sit around the table, um, go sit in the living room for an hour and then everybody leaves? Or is this, they're going to come over early in the morning. They're going to bring a change of clothes. They're going to be spending the night. Um, what do you want your day to be like? Are you going to, um, get up that morning and do some cleaning to be ready for them to come? Or do you want to bake for two days beforehand? Um, you know, getting that figured out and being realistic. I know this sounds so obvious, but this is how I had to break it down in my head and say, okay, I am going to, um, you know, I have got to be ready by this day. So I've got to do this much before this day because I want it, you know, if I wanted to be able to bake for two days beforehand. Um, and then what kind of people, are coming over. I mean, let's just be realistic here. Is this your future mother-in-law who is going to judge everything and tell her son whether or not he should propose because of this visit? Or is this, you know, your college friend who stepped over your dirty undies every day when you, you know, were living in college and they came over to your apartment, you know what, let's be honest. Okay. And then I always say, subtract a couple days from what you think you have, because life does not go as planned and it's never going to work out exactly the way that you have it on paper because this is real life. So the next thing, and this is really important, um, for my type of brain is to make a list of rooms that people are actually going to spend time in. Okay making the list, putting it on paper and saying, okay, where are they going to spend time and prioritize the, the rooms according to where they're going to spend the most time. So, you know, are they going to sit in the dining room? Okay. That's important. You know, living room, is there a game room? Um, the kids bedrooms, are there going to be kids there who are going to want to, you know, be in the kids bedroom? The whole reason for this is not necessarily, um, for you to, uh, you know, know which rooms they're going to be in, but it's really important for you to see what rooms are not on the list. Most likely your laundry room is not on the list or your linen closet or your master closet. You know, most, I'm telling you, I have been to people's houses who have given me house tours and have taken me into their master bedroom closet. And I think that's awesome, but I also think it's okay to not take somebody into your master bedroom closet on a house tour. Okay. I mean, I'm giving you permission to go, uh, oh, no, we're not going to look in there. It's a mess. Okay. Um, but the truth is the reason that you want to make sure you see what's not on the list is 
I know it sounds crazy, but this is how I roll. And I'm pretty sure other people do too, is when you get overwhelmed, it's that whole visibility rule thing that I talked about in one of the first podcasts. Um, for some reason you get overwhelmed with how messy your house is and you go overhaul the laundry room when nobody's going to go into the laundry room or you organize the linen closet when nobody is going to open your linen closet. And if they do, oh, well, but it's more important to have those rooms where they're actually going to spend time done the way that you want them to. Okay. And so it's keeping yourself on track. This is all about keeping yourself on track because I was such a random housekeeper. I was such a, okay, do this, do that, do this, do that. And then nothing was ever actually overall in good condition. Okay. I mean, you know, it was just so random. And so this would keep myself on track to know, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm no matter how strong that pull toward organizing the laundry room is for some strange reason, I am not going to go in there and I'm not going to work in there because I'm totally completely focused on having people over. And that keeps me, you know, under control. So, um, it's that distractibility thing that I really have. Okay. Step three. So the first two steps were, um, take a deep breath, get out your calendar and some paper, sit up, sit down at your table and be realistic. So figure out how much time do you actually have? Let's be honest with yourself. Second is prioritize rooms according to where the guests will spend the most time. Step three is throw stuff away. Okay. This is where you get a black trash bag, not a white trash bag, a black trash bag so that, um, the people in your home, uh, will not see what you're throwing away just in case there's any little bitty people in your house who might freak out over the fact that you, um, you know, are getting rid of something that they did not know they had and that they really don't actually care about. Um, but, uh, you know, making sure that you have that black trash bag so that you can, um, you know, get, just throw stuff away. I mean, and and that's the thing is I have to break it down for me. I walk through the entire house, not stopping to clean and organize and declutter yet. Okay. That's coming later, but to first walk through the house with a black trash bag and just throw away trash. Just say, Oh, I didn't notice this sitting here. I didn't realize that there's an entire stack of paper um, from school that I could get rid of. Okay. And yes, you should go put it in your recycle bin, but whatever. Um, but you know, I didn't realize that there was a pile of dirty Kleenexes, um, on the shelf, which is disgusting, but you know, from when so-and-so was sick and sat there while they were sick and they just made a pile of dirty Kleenexes and somehow that's become invisible to me. Um, even though it's disgusting, but you know, or just whatever it is, but there's trash and just, go through the house and throw away trash and you'll see a difference. And it's kind of like that whole, do the easy stuff first, um, with, you know, getting, taking out and, you know, doing the things that already something obvious trash is obvious. And so you have to make yourself go through, throw away trash. Second is to go through and declutter. Okay. Now this is not like major decluttering. I'm not talking about that because we're talking about the overall goal of opening up your front door and having people in. Yes, over time, I'm so big on decluttering and doing decluttering projects. But the reality is, if you have a deadline, you may not have time to declutter the way that it should be done. But just to walk through the house with your donate box in your hand and say, okay, 
what are the things I've been meaning to get rid of? Okay. Perhaps there's a printer that hasn't worked or it's was out of ink. And so you decided to buy a different printer that wasn't going to cost as much for you to replace the ink like I did. But, um, so, you know, you look at it and you just say, Oh, I've been meaning to stick that out in the donate box. I've been meaning to get rid of that. Here's this, this chair that I bought at a garage sale that I thought was going to be great, but it just does not fit my house. It's been bugging me. I'm going to get that out of here. You know, it's decluttering, looking around at what is obviously at a point where it needs to be decluttered. You know, what do I obviously need to get rid of Uh, and take those things and put them, you know, outside in your garage to be ready for your next garage sale or just load up your car and go take them to a donate place right now. Okay. But whatever it is, it's getting this stuff out of your house so that when you're cleaning, as we get to that point, you're not, um, you know, you're not cleaning around the clutter. It's, it's clearing the space so that you're ready to clean. Um, okay. Next, after we, um, declutter. Okay. And this is like surface decluttering. This is not deep decluttering. This is surface. And again, we're going with the visibility rule. We're not worrying about the laundry room. We're only going through the rooms that we know people are going to spend time in that, you know, this is our goal is for people are going to spend time here. So I am going to, um, you know, get those rooms and you go in order. That's why you have that prior prioritization list. Um, of this is where they're going to spend the most time. So I'm going to go here first. I'm going to go here second. I'm going to go here third. And you keep, I have to keep referring to that list because it helps me to know, um, you know, to keep from, from getting distracted and getting caught up in something else. That's not actually going to get me toward my goal. Step five is clean the kitchen. Okay. Even if this is, you know, part of your two day getting ready for, people to come over for a big event or, you know, two months ahead of time, cleaning the kitchen from top to the top to bottom. I have a kitchen cleaning checklist on my website, which I will link to in the show notes for podcast number eight. Um, but you know, that will getting the kitchen clean from top to bottom, uh, and then running your dishwasher every single night and emptying it every single morning, um, will help you keep that momentum going until the actual party. But you know, the reality is people gather in the kitchen. Um, people want to come help you. They want to, uh, you know, I mean, any woman, I would hope I have heard stories of it being otherwise, but basically any woman who comes to your Thanksgiving dinner is probably going to say, Hey, how can I help? How can I help in the kitchen? And they're going to come in there. They're going to try to be helpful. And you don't want to be worried about your kitchen looking a mess because people also want to know that your kitchen's clean if they're eating stuff that's been cooked in there. So, um, you know, focusing on the kitchen and getting that clean and then doing what it takes to maintain it, which is keeping the dishes done every single day. Uh, 28 days to hope for your home. Yeah, that's, um, all about that. So let's see, we are at 26 minutes. I'm going to stop now. And then next week I will go through, um, the next steps in getting your house ready for guests. But the basics are, um, prioritizing to keep yourself on track, not being a random, not letting it be a random project that ends up letting you focus on things that aren't actually going to matter, um, when people come over, but it's, you know, keeping yourself on track so that the areas where people are going to see the areas that you're going to have open for people are, um, the areas that are cleaned 
and just keeping that, um, that focus and, and all that. So anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, but, uh, let's see podcast number. This is podcast number eight. Uh, you can go to a slob slash podcasts and click on podcast number eight. And, um, I will have links to the things that I've referred to in this podcast. You can also go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect and find all of my social media channels there. Um, in case I haven't mentioned this before, I'm not sure, but I do have a uh, decluttering webisodes on YouTube. So it's youtube.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, and there you can find, um, you know, my real life decluttering projects and their real time of, you know, here's the messy space. Here's me getting rid of stuff. And here it is after. Um, and those are fun. Uh, but they're also to help you know that this is a constant process. Um, there's really no such thing. I believe for my personality type and I've accepted this, I really didn't think this before, but I've finally accepted that there's no such thing as a perfectly clean house. That's going to stay clean forever for me because, that's not how I roll. I love big projects and I get caught up in them and my house goes back to being messy. But it, like I said before, it's easier every single time, uh, for me to get it under control. And, you know, now it actually is my year again to have Thanksgiving at my house. Um, although we're going to do it up at the lake instead of at my house, but, um, I could have my house to the same point where I envisioned it before. And I took the entire fall now, because I've spent years decluttering and because I do have daily habits that I do that keep the house under control, um, I'm, you know, it would take me maybe a week to get my house to that point. Or I could have people over in a day if I needed to, you know, I could do it all in a day if I had to. Um, so it just, it really does get easier every time and it's worth it to keep going back to it because the truth is you can do all this and then wake up a few days later and it's back to being a disaster and it's okay. You just have to keep on going. Um, thank you so much for joining me. It's been 30 minutes now, so I'm going to stop. If you, um, don't forget you can subscribe in iTunes and I would love it if you would leave a review in iTunes, if you like it, if you don't, whatever. But, um, anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. And again, this is Dana White at a Thanks.